Hello, friends. Maestro here, bringing you episode 406 of my show on the mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking about how to make selling feel less icky. If you are one of the few people who feels totally fine with selling, then maybe skip this episode or don't because I'm sure there will still be something good in there for you. But for the rest of you, for most of us who, when it comes to selling, it makes you feel like, oh, I feel bad in my body. If that's you, I want to chat. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. We're going to kick it off and be a little meta right from the get-go and sell some shit. I guess technically it's advertising some shit, but the title of the episode's about selling. So here we go. If you're listening to this on the day it drops, that will be Thursday, September 15th. That means that tomorrow, manana, Friday the 16th, will be the final day to enroll for round 12 of my Instagram intensive. How many spots will be left by then? I have no idea. Why? Because people love to buy on the last day. They love that shit. It doesn't stress me out, but it's also not how I live my life. We're going to talk about it a little bit more in this episode or a little bit later in the episode, this kind of inverted bell curve that you see when it comes to people purchasing. Uh, so tomorrow's the final day. Make moves, perhaps make perhaps make moves today, be different than everyone else, or not. Uh, but yes, round 12, doors are open, they will close tomorrow. If you're looking to learn how to use Instagram for biz in a way that is authentic to you, in a way that will feel good to you, none of the sleaziness, none of the bullshit, none of the hacks and the stuff that honestly just doesn't work the Instagram intensive is for you. If you got questions about it, peep the registration page first. I'm going to throw that out there. Peep that registration page first. Why? Because all of the information is on there. Literally all of it. The FAQ section, it is robust. If after you've gone through that, you still got questions, then please, by all means, slide on into the old DMs or shoot me a text 310-737-2345 and ask the questions. I'm here to help. Okay, let's hop on into the episode and chat about how to make selling feel less sleazy. Now, I have broken this up into what I consider two main solutions and then, you know, a few branches uh, or you know, key points under each one. But the two main solutions that I have for making selling feel less sleazy is number one, wait to ask. And number two, when you're selling, be selling. So the first part, waiting to ask. I have spoken about this a zillion times. I actually had someone, a good someone, slide into the DMs the other day and say that uh, she heard the message and it really resonated with her and it really landed this time. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. I love when you folks reach out. It really, it does mean a lot. But the message here is wait to create. 
right? Wait to create. If you don't have anybody asking you shit, if you don't have anybody liking your stuff, commenting on your stuff, you know, saying that your stuff is resonating with them, wait. It doesn't mean your stuff is bad, but it does mean that you should wait before you create anything and then you try to sell it because you don't have the audience interest yet. You don't have the audience trust yet and you don't know what exactly they need or what they want. So you wait. You wait to sell. You wait to create. You wait to ask. For me, the way that I believe in running an online business and and doing online business is you give a thousand times before you ask. And I have found time and time again with people that I've worked with, people that I've coached. Sorry, that was like a longer pause there for me. We're going to leave that in there. I was literally just swallowing. I just, I got, <laughs> I just got, got ahead of myself over here. I'm just excited. I have seen this numerous times, countless times with people that I coach, people that I've worked with, that if you wait to ask, right, if you give a thousand times, suddenly you don't have to ask because people ask you first and then you just get to offer. Now, in general, I would love for people to view selling as simply offering and and extending an invitation. With the way that marketing is taught these days and what we see, that's largely not what it feels like. It feels like coercion. It feels like pulling. It feels like demanding. It feels like you're trying to convince people of things. And it's, it's pushy. Nobody wants that. And you don't have to do that by any means. So part number one here, wait to ask. Give a thousand times before you ask, and typically you'll find that people will ask you first. This ensures that you create what people actually want, that you create what people actually need. And from there, you can actually get them results. Because if you make this thing that actually doesn't solve a problem, one, it's hard to find people that actually want it. But two, no one's going to get results from it, which means no one's going to go and tell their friends about it. The beautiful thing about waiting to create and then creating once you know what people want, what they've asked for, what's resonating with them, is that you can then lean into getting them, getting them the best results, right? Get them the best goddamn results because then they go and market for you. They go and tell their friends. They go and tell someone who has a question about this thing or who needs a referral. It's phenomenal. And then that is kind of this like a I don't know, self-perpetuating cycle, but in a positive way where they go and tell people, they market for you, and it makes selling that much easier because people then continue to come and ask, hey, when's the next round of this thing? Or when you you know, open the doors, launch the thing, they're already wanting it. They're waiting for it because you got results with their friends, their friend told, it, told them about it, and they are ready to go. So big thing with that, wait to create, wait to ask. One of the things that I, I don't want to say I struggle with, but as an online business coach, That's the name that I've been given. I don't love asking for a big financial commitment from my people that I'm working with. This is one of the main reasons that I created the, the, not the intensive, but the Mafia. It's a low cost, $37 a month for now, uh, offer. And the reason I did this is because it takes a long time to build trust. We're talking years And so when you put a high price tag on a beginner coaching program, oftentimes people are like, well, I got to make this money back. I have to go figure out a way to make money, to earn money. And yes, I get it. When when we have a business at the end of the day, that's what separates it from being a hobby is that you're, you're turning a profit. But 
it, you know, I get the weirdness inside my body when I think about folks out there looking to venture into the online space and they're asking themselves, what can I do to make money? There's nothing wrong with that inherently, but the question that I would love for people to be asking is, what do I enjoy doing and what am I good at doing that can provide value, that can help people, that is helpful? Because at the end of the day, like, that is what a business is built on. It's built on solutions to problems. You're providing value for people in exchange for money. So when I you know, have new business owners and they just they want to make money, that's awesome. But there is, I think that it's very tough. I think it's a very tough way to begin things when you need the sale. When I write these episodes, write these episodes when I am outlining these episodes, when I'm making posts, just when I'm creating content in general, I do like to play devil's advocate. This is like probably one of the best things that I learned from, I'm, in my mind, it's third grade. For whatever reason, I learned this in third grade. Who knows when I actually learned it? But when you're writing things out, you're writing an argument, you're writing a, an essay, right? the paragraph format, and then you refute your argument, and then you don't provide a counter to that that then solidifies your point. Sometimes I used to do this, and I would end up disproving myself and be like, maybe I should change this whole paper. But in creating this episode, I'm thinking about, like, what's the difference, though, when someone opens up a physical therapy practice as opposed to someone opening up an online business? I think one of the differences is that when you open up, open up a physical therapy practice, it's an established service already. So people are going there understanding what at least what they think is going to go on there, where they pay you or insurance pays them. Ideally, they pay you. And in return, they get a service which will help them solve their problem, get rid of pain, recover from surgery, whatever. A lot of the times when I see people starting things online, like that trust isn't there, that identif the, I will call it identification of, or that identity of it being a service that people already understand. And no, it's not there yet. Largely because I think when people are starting and the people that I work with, they're starting a business online, it's a personal brand. When you start a physical therapy clinic, it's not a personal brand per se, because you still like under the umbrella of physical therapy, of this service that people understand, which can be a bad thing. Don't get me wrong, because people will go to one bad physical therapist and they'll, like, they'll fucking swear off physical therapy because they view it all the same, right? They're like, I went, never going back. Meanwhile, if you were like, you go and get a bad haircut, you don't swear off going to the barber forever. You're like, motherfucker, I'm going to find somebody else. But with physical therapy, because it's lumped into this thing, this service, as opposed to this individual, is different. When I see people and work with people that are coming into the online space, like they are individuals. It's a personal brand. That's literally what I specialize in, is helping people grow, establish, build a personal brand. To that end, you got to build trust first. And that takes time and is very, very difficult if right out the gates you are asking for something. This is honestly why I do not love that pin feature on Instagram. So for those of you who don't know, you're able to pin three posts to the top of your page on Instagram. And I have not done that. I probably will not do that, mainly because it feels like someone showing up on my page and the first thing that I'm doing is asking them for something. Even though I realize I'm just, I'm just telling them, right? When people use those first three posts and they use them to talk about their services, right? I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm saying why I don't do it. It feels like when someone lands on your page that they're like, 
okay, here's what this person is going to sell me. That's not how I do business. That's not how I've built a personal brand. And it's not how I really want to interact with people. I, if I like someone, can go and search. I can go to their website. I'm not an idiot, right? That sounds bad because maybe like implying if you don't know how to get to someone's website, you're an idiot. But I'm just saying for me, I'm not an idiot. I know how to get to their website. I know how to do the, my due diligence. I know how to go and find the things that I want. I don't need it at the top of the page. So this is why, again, I don't use that pin the post feature. If you want to use it, go ahead. That's fine. But the way that I coach, the way that I teach, the, the, my approach to online business is to give a thousand times before you ask. So if you want to, you know, we'll say with the Instagram pinning, if you want to just put posts up there that whatever you enjoy and you want people to see and you think they represent you, well, all right, cool. Uh, Elise Myers did a really good post about this and why she also doesn't pin things and because it kind of tells people like, this is the best I got. And subconsciously, like, it's not going to get any better than this. So for those reasons, I continue to not pin posts. It just takes up valuable real estate. But as it relates to my approach to online business. It is to give a thousand times before I ask. And, you know, maybe that means I will never be a billionaire, gajillionaire. I don't know. I don't fucking care either. Like, I'm very happy in life. And as I work with people, it's my hope that they are entering the arena, asking themselves, what can I do or what do I already do that I like doing and that is helpful, that is helpful for other people? as opposed to what can I do to make money? One of the, one of the I don't know, tenets of this wait to create, wait to ask approach is that you have to not need the sale. If you need the sale, it's very, that, that urgency is there and you just, it's not a good place to be. This is also why I don't love that burn the ships model. I really don't. Work at that job and save the money and do, do the most. Right? Use your spare time to be trying to grow this side hustle where you're providing a lot of value and usually providing it for free or in exchange for attention. But you're paying your bills and you don't need the sale because you have this other set job. Like, yeah, we live in a time, we live in a world where you got to make money. Like, it is what it is. Perhaps you can go off the grid, whatever, make less money, whatever makes you happy. But for better or for worse, as it currently stands, you got to pay for shit. So let's find a way that you can do that while you grow this other thing so that you don't have to make such urgent decisions and you can show up and not need the sale because people can feel that and they can smell it when you need it and they're like, ew, it's gross. I don't want, I don't want that. So if we can remove that, it will also remove, I promise, that ickiness of selling because it doesn't feel like selling because you're actually not selling. You're literally just showing up, providing value and waiting. Provide a shit ton of balance, just of balance, a shit ton of value. Where I was going with that word balance is that this disrupts the balance in the relationship. It would be like you going out to dinner every night with somebody for a month, multiple months, a year, and every night they pay. At some point, you're like, "Let me pay for anything. I will pay for literally for anything. I like this. This is I can't." And that's what happens when you show up every day and you provide value. You teach something. You share something. People feel that. And it's not that they feel like indebted to you, like in a, in a bad kind of way, like, like a dobby. Dobby is free. Dobby is not free. Like, it's not like that. But they're like, dude, I want to pay this person back. Like, I want to express my gratitude. And this is where, if you're listening around the edges, 
to what they're what's resonating with them, what they are asking, then you have the opportunity to create this service or this offer that is paid and people will pay you. And it's less of an ask and more of simply that's that, an offer, right? You're extending an invitation. All right, second part here. I'm looking at the time. Really, really went in on that first part. So this one part's going to be second. First part of the two solutions for making selling feel less sleazy is wait to ask. Second part is when you're selling, be selling. All that means is go hard. When you're selling the thing, when doors are open, let's say you have a, you know, a launch, sell during that time. Promote your stuff. Talk about your stuff. This is going to feel much harder in the beginning when you don't know how good your shit is. After you get more reps, and this is also, and maybe I'll do an episode about this, why I want you to run the same offers over and over and over and over again, because you get results, you get reviews, you get those testimonials, and suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, this is really good. And then it just becomes a matter of you sharing that, right? You have this thing that you're excited about because you've seen the results that it can get for people. You believe in this thing. It's helped people. They're talking about it. You can just share the stuff that they're sharing. And during that time period, that's all that I want you to be focused on is promoting that thing. I promise you it will get easier over time because you will start to realize the quote-unquote value of it. I, I, I hesitate to say that because I know people have all kinds of feels about it, but the, you will understand the value. You'll see it. You'll become more confident in the results that you can achieve as you get more results with people, right? As you get more reps with this and as you keep going and, and doing more of this. So I want to quickly circle back to what I said earlier or mentioned earlier about that inverted bell curve of, of selling. When you go and launch something, what you will typically find is you will get the most sales the first day and the last day. You can have upwards of 25% of your total sales come in on the final day. Why? Because people like to stress you out. People just like to wait. They like to wait for that... They like to wait for that, you know, that fire under there. Like, oh, it's closing. It's going to go away. I'm going to get it now. It, it oftentimes helps people to make that decision. So when you're selling, be selling the whole time and up until the very end. Oftentimes what will happen, especially with my newbies, is they open the cart. Nobody buys in the first 30 seconds. They think that they're the worst at life. They're going to shut down their business. They never want to do this ever again. It's the worst thing ever. That's not the way to be. That's a beginner mentality. Understand one more time that you'll typically get the bulk of your sales first day if you got those early adopters and majority on that final day. Now, just a little like tip, hint. Uh, I really do believe, like my girl Dr. Sarah Sud says, that was fun to say, we attract what we are, not what we want. I speak incessantly about being an early adopter, taking quick action. And so I believe that if I look at my numbers from, you know, how people register for my intensive and things like that, I will get more people on that first day, even without an early action bonus or anything to really incentivize the first day, simply because that's how I show up. And I promoted it so much and I talk about it and champion it so much that I've attracted people who also value it or I've helped them see the value in it and that's how they show up. So if you're, you know, looking at your own metrics and you're like, man, but I don't really get that many people on the beginning, I get them mostly towards the end. Yeah, that, that's totally, t totally normal, totally common. Uh, and I think I do get a bit more of people on that first day because we track what we are, not what we want. But back to 
when you're selling, be selling. You want to go hard during this time. It feels kind of weird saying it, but we're going to go with that. If you quit after the first day or second day because no one is buying, you're going to miss out because I promise you, people buy at the end so long as you have waited to create. If you are putting the court, the court, putting the horse before the cart, you know, excuse me, because that's actually correct, right? Putting the cart before the horse, I've got a funny image in my mind with that. If you're putting the cart before the horse and you are creating the thing first and then trying to find an audience, good luck. But don't be surprised if you get no sales ever. None on the first day, none on the middle days, none on the last day. Because it's really hard to do it that way. But if you've waited to create, you've waited to ask, and now you know people want this thing and they trust you, you will get those sales. And do not be surprised if and when the majority of them or a lot of them come at the end or on that final day. That in mind, always, my friends, always send the last email. Repeat with me. Always send the last email. Do it. I will typically send two emails on the final day because people have other things to do besides read my shit. And they forget. They have lives. They have busy lives. They're doing all the things. And they legit forget. Or they didn't see it. Or they're just thinking about it. And they're like, ah. And it's that, that final decision for them. So it's a little reminder. It's the last invitation. Hey, if you want in, here's your, here's, you know, doors are closing in a few hours. It's never a hard sell for me. Just an invitation. And if they accept it, awesome. If not, that's fine too. I don't need the sale there. But always send that last email. Always send that final email on the final day of your launch. It's the final invitation. Just think of it that way. I really want you to think about it as an invitation. When I, when I say that as well, I kind of think about how I feel about being invited to stuff. Oftentimes I don't want to go to stuff, but I still want to be invited. Yes, I do. And I know that many of you listening to this feel the same way. I am hugely introverted. I don't really like to do a lot of stuff outside of my normal routine, but I still want to be invited. Damn it. And that's how I view these emails. It's like, hey, maybe you don't want this thing, but I'm still going to invite you because I know you want to be invited. And there's no hard feelings if you say no. There's no hard feelings if you don't take action and you know sign up for the intensive. It's okay. I'm still going to invite you. I'm not forcing you. I'm not trying to convince you to come because that's annoying. I'm definitely not going to show up if someone's doing that. But going to offer that invitation, extend that invitation. All right. That, I believe, is all that I have for you today. Looking at the time, this is a good time to wrap this up. Whole concept that we went over today was how to make selling feel less sleazy. I broke it down into two parts. Number one, wait to create, right? Wait to ask. Wait until people are saying that they want this thing. Give a thousand times before you ask. And it makes it so much easier because you're literally just saying, hey, you said that you need help with this thing. I have this thing. If you want this thing, I'm extending an invitation. If not, if it's not for you, all good. Second thing, when you're selling, be selling. Get those people in, the people that want, you know, invite them, the people that want to be in, make sure you let them know that this thing is happening because people are busy. They have other things to do besides to just see your content. Be selling, be promoting it. Keep going for the entire duration that you are selling because people have shit to do and they tend to buy on that final day. So we're always going to send the last email. Big concept here. Let's try to view it as an invitation. 
if we start off and we can build trust just by showing up and giving a thousand times before we ask, it really becomes that much easier to view it as simply extending an invitation, extending the offer for something that people have asked you for. All right. I do believe that's it. One more time, do not forget, doors for round number 12 of the Instagram intensive will close tomorrow or sooner if it sells out, but who knows, tomorrow, September 16th at midnight PST. So make the moves. The link is in the show notes. And if you got questions, DM me, text me 310-737-2345. And yeah, that's it. As always, endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro.